Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. There is a new HBO documentary series, and I want to share with you, it's titled Black and Missing. And I've got the the two Wilson uh, young ladies with us, and that is Natalie Wilson, co-founder and chief operating officer of the Black and Missing Foundation, Inc., and Derricka Wilson, who is co-founder and CEO of the Black and Missing Foundation, Inc., and by the way, who brings, both of them bring decades of, ex- of experience in law enforcement, public safety, uh, and thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be with us. This really caught my attention. So let, let's start with what is, and, you, and if you could identify yourself as, as we talk, what is, um, what is Black and Missing? What is the Black and Missing Foundation, Inc.? Who would like to go first? Okay, good morning. This is Natalie, and thank you so much for having us. Um, the Black and Missing Foundation, we are a nonprofit organization, and we bring awareness to missing people of color around the country. And we also provide resources to family members that are searching for their missing loved ones. And also, we educate the community about personal safety. And for close to 14 years, we've been sounding the alarm about this pandemic that has has been affecting our communities. And Derek and I are using our professions. I'm in media relations or PR, and she's in law enforcement to garner media coverage and law enforcement resources for families that are desperately searching for their missing loved ones. Now, let me start with the, the, the uh, media aspect of it. Why is this a problem with with uh, media, particularly as it relates to to African Americans? This is Natalie again. What we're finding is that oftentimes the first gatekeepers to reporting someone missing is law enforcement, and our children are often classified as runaways. So therefore, they do not receive the Amber Alert or any type of media coverage, and also our Adults are normally classified as being involved with some type of criminal activity or there's, you know, some element of poverty and their lives just don't seem to matter. So we're trying to change this narrative and show that diversity is needed in the newsroom to tell the stories of our missing because these are missing mothers and fathers, sisters, brothers, and they're not a burden or taxing on our society. This is an issue that's affecting our nation and we need to have more coverage of our missing. And we're not naive to think that everyone will get national media coverage, but what we say is less is more. Um, We need less of one race, like Gabby Petito. She dominated the news cycle. But what about some of the others who are missing, like Keisha Jacobs, um, Akia Eggleston, who was missing out of Baltimore? The names go on and on, and we're not hearing about them on national news, which is so vital. Now, before I get to Derek, uh, Natalie, I also know that in some of these missing cases, families have the resources, do they not, to hire a public relation media specialist? What we're finding is that oftentimes they don't have the resources to hire a publicist. 
And that's where we step in. And I see my role as the publicist for these families, and there are thousands of them, trying to help them navigate through the process and helping them um, get media coverage because our goal is to ensure that our missing are household names, too. We can name the Gabby Petitos, the Chandra Levy, the um, Elizabeth Smart, and the names go on and on. But I'll tell you um, why media coverage is so important. One, it alerts the community that someone is missing and we can be actively searching for them. But it also puts pressure on law enforcement to add resources to the case, which is so valuable. When law enforcement sees that the media is covering these cases, they tend to act and there tends to be traction on these cases. Derek, thank you for being on. This leads me directly then to uh, ask you to, to expound on on what uh, Natalie uh, has uh, has said. You you've spent what I think more than two decades of, of expert. You have expertise in law enforcement and public safety. What's the big what's what's the biggest drawback or problem you that you find with law enforcement? Um, First and foremost, good morning again, and thank you for having us. The issue comes in where, as Natalie stated, law enforcement, they are the gatekeepers. And sadly, when it comes to our missing children, our black and brown men and women, their cases are simply not taken seriously by law enforcement. Again, our community, they're classified as runaways as far as the children. And again, runaways are not receiving the Amber Alert. There's no sense of urgency in looking for them. And there's not enough resources dedicated. You know, if you were to look at a flyer in front of you right now, just, you know, use your imagination. You have two flyers. One says missing and the other says runaway. The messaging is not created equal at all. You know, and the perception from society is if this child is listed as a runaway, whatever happens to him or her, they brought it on themselves because they ran away. Um, I think we have a bigger responsibility also if, in fact, they are running away. We need to understand and figure out what are they running from and who are they running to. The other drawback is the fact that families oftentimes must wait 24 hours before reporting their loved ones missing. And we all know the first 24 to 48 hours are the most critical moments when someone is missing. And, you know, when it comes to missing persons, Joe, quite frankly, it's not considered a priority with law enforcement across the country. Um, They view missing persons, you know, as, you know, as far as the adults, being able to come and go as they please. So holistically across the country, when it comes to police departments, they don't have the resources dedicated within to really focus on missing persons. They're really judged based on how many of those high-profile categories, such as, you know, burglaries, robberies, murders, those type of cases that they can close. So, you know, there really needs to be enhanced training. And, again, our cases just simply need to be taken seriously. So what does your organization do specifically to assist black families with finding their family and or people in our community that are either running runaways or missing? 
Well, again, this is Erica. Um, it, first and foremost, we want law enforcement to view us as allies. Uh, we're not trying to overstep our boundaries. We want to partner with them because we do understand that there are limited resources when it comes to missing persons. And more specifically in our community, where we are seeing these families face challenges every day, getting law enforcement to even take their cases seriously. So being able to hold the family's hand, you know, because when they're coming to our organization, oftentimes we're the last resort. So we are working with them, understanding how to communicate, how to talk the talk and walk the walk, creating those flyers for those families, tagging law enforcement in those flyers as well so we can make them go viral. We want to alert the community that this individual is missing uh, because awareness is key. And if we receive any tips, which we do, because we all know that there is this sense of distrust in the minority community with law enforcement, we get tips before they even submit to law enforcement because we are relatable. So the community comes to us, and, and we don't care who that person is. We just want that information that they have that can end the nightmare for these families. So when Let we me, do receive tips, we okay. do share with law enforcement to oh, Excuse up. me, yeah. Uh, now, and, and so that's how you, you work with law enforcement. Now, let me ask this question about the, the actual doc, uh, the documentary the, uh, that I believe this is uh, something that Soledad O'Brien, she is producing. Um, talk, talk, talk to us about that, uh, that documentary series. It, what, what are people going to see or, and take away? Right. So this is Natalie again, and yes, the docu series will really give a bird's eye view as to what thousands of families go through, the challenges that they face with law enforcement and the media compared to their white counterparts in getting the resources needed to find their missing. So you really come along with us and these families, and you help us try to solve some of these cases. And, Mr. Madison, we mentioned you in the docu-series because when we first started the organization, you were one of the first national media outlets, black press, that got us coverage. So you talked about how do we help these families. Media coverage is so vital. It alerts the community, and it brings about awareness that is key because we believe that someone knows something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most the other thing, and, and, and I'm glad that at least we could play a small uh, role in this, but let, uh, this is interesting. Um, do you, in the documentary, are there success stories that, you, that are uh, brought up? This is Erica. Yes, we want people to see not only do we want to show the cases of those that are missing, but this docuseries also bring about hope um, to let families know that we all play a role when law enforcement, when the media, when the community get involved, we're so much stronger together. So they're able to see that. They're also able to see why people are going missing. I think if we educate our community on some of the reasons that they are going missing, which they will see that in a docu-series, we can do a better job of proactively protecting our community from disappearing in the first place. And, and I'm thinking here about just the, how, overwhelming it might be because there are so many of these cases so how large is the 
is the uh, found is the foundation the uh, black and missing foundation it sounds to me you've got to have a a lot of help a lot of support well we are a small but mighty um foundation um we have resources in place but think about how much more we can do if we get our community support and we get the community to rally around us um, but we are doing all of that we can to bring about mm-hmm. change. We are the fire starters, but we need more involvement from our community to help us find us because 40% of all persons missing, again, 40% of the missing persons population are people of color. Really? And no and one we is, only, yeah. I mean, that, 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 when you, you know, that's amazing. Once again, we're at the top of the heap when it comes to something like this. So then the question is, the next question is, what can my audience do uh, to, to assist you? Well, Mr. Madison, um, we we really need for the audience to go to their local elected leaders, and we need funds earmarked to our organization. Just to expand on what Natalie stated, we can't do this alone. We need to build our team. Uh, imagine how many more families we can help, as she stated. Um, again, we cannot do this alone, and 40%. And honestly, the number is higher. That is what the FBI is stating that it's 40 percent. But when you look at the breakdown, the Hispanic community, they're also persons of color, but they're classified with the white community. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And some low-hanging fruit that your listeners can do right now. Go to our website. See who is missing from your community. Let's start there. And not only like the profile, but share it within your network. Help these cases to go viral. So that's something that people can do right now by going to BAMFI.org and share these cases. Again, someone knows something to help bring a mother, father, sister, brother, grandparent home. You know what we'll do uh, here, and, and, and our producers are very good at this, we'll make sure that this gets on our social media. And we'll put, we'll put that up there at the, at the top and... And let's uh, let's do this, uh, producer Sam and and folks. Let's keep it up there. You Thank know, we'll you. make sure it gets it will get repeated. That's that's the least that we can we can do. So give give us the time date where people can watch the documentary series. The documentary, so the documentary is series on, is airing on HBO Max, and it's available streaming all four episodes and. Not only do we want you to watch it, share your feedback with us. Um, You know, let us know your thoughts as well and how we can be those, you know, continue to bring about change in our community. And it would also, I would think, correct me if I'm wrong, be helpful if, if, if the heads of law enforcement agencies are watching. They can reach out to you, can't they? They absolutely can, and they do. Um, I am a member of NOBLE, which is the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. And, you know, we have been happy to hear that some of the law enforcement agencies across the country has been utilizing the docuseries in their academy class for their, um, for their, their you know, recruits. So I think this mm-hmm. is a teachable moment for onboarding police officers. 
You know, that's, I, I'm very familiar with Noble. I, I spoke uh, once at one of their conventions, and very impressive group of, 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 of police executives that are, are committed to these various social changes and improving uh, the, the relationship between our community. And it, and it, it does, it, both of you can respond, it does stop, start at the top, doesn't it? Absolutely. It absolutely does. And in regards to the docuseries, you know, we really feel that the documentary has started a movement. You know, we're not only receiving an outpouring of support from our community, but we're seeing traction with the news media outlets. We're being invited to a number of national media outlets and law enforcement agencies to talk about the issue. So we are seeing positive change from this, and we're grateful for that. All right. Well, I'm grateful to both of you for for having the insight to to start it. It has to start somewhere, and I I can't thank you and and again let me also thank Soledad for uh, for for featuring this. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know and 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 then of course uh, did they say HBO Max? Yeah. HBO yes. Max uh, for for yes. for airing the documentary. And we'll do do our part. So uh, thank both of you. And I should point out that these are uh, uh, sister and sister-in-law, you know. But uh, and, and just in case people are, are confused, but that's neither here nor there. But thank you so much for uh, making us aware. And we'll 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 have this featured on our social media and make sure that this gets out on and on this broadcast. And appreciate y'all both of you taking the opportunity to. Uh, to highlight this and 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 be with us. Appreciate it. Have a great day and good luck to you. Thank you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel One Twenty Six or anytime on the Sirius XM app.